0: Welcome to the Our Destiny
1: Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Um,
2: yeah, so I, was in, I was, so I was in Germany and she's, she's translating for me. Get, the guy gets to the end of his sermon and then I realized that he's said my name and then he said something and then my friend just started laughing, right? A nervous giggle. And I'm like, what's he saying? Because I know he's talking about me. She said, he wants you to go to the front. I'm like, why? But she's, she's laughing so much because she just thinks what is about to happen is really funny because she knows me. That she doesn't actually say. She says, we just need to go to the front. So we get to the front and I'm like, Iris, what's going on? Like, And then she says, he wants you to prophesy over people. I'm like, what? Now? Like, um, and... He, she had told him that I'd done the school in ministry and that um, we'd done prophetic in Kingsway, but he just assumed then that I was okay at prophesying from the front. Well, I nearly died a 1,000 deaths in that moment because like, I'd never done that before, and I was so scared. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't do that. But I've got this congregation looking at me. The pastors just invited me, and they're all expecting me to pick i never thought about fainting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll know that for next time. <laughs> you can try that this afternoon when. Like you pass out, like you fall on the floor. So. Um, but I, I just, I had no choice but to do it, and I just started to do it. And and Iris was like, she fed back afterwards that what I said was quite pretty accurate, because she knew the people that I was prophesying over. Did you pick them out? Yeah, and I had to pick, and the pastor picked one or two out for me, and then I picked some out. Um, And then he says, so you can prophesy over the children. So they marched the children, There's probably only about ten of them, there weren't that many, but they marched them out of the Sunday school and sat them all on the front row, and then I had to go along all the children and prophesy over them. And afterwards I was thinking, that is ridiculous. But I did it. And and sometimes it's just having to, despite the fear, despite the feeling of I can't do this, just having to go and doing it, and trusting God. Now I've heard both Tom and Chris prophesy, and they can.
0: Yeah, they're very good at prophesying. Yeah, which goes to show because what did all of us say yesterday? Oh well, I'm not sure I'm that good at it. And most people that get prophecies from us go, "Ooh, that's really great." So, I think that doesn't go away, that I'm not very good at it. That's our own self referential opinion of it. Um, but, yeah, I think I would quite happily get a prophecy from either Tom or Chris. So, yeah. um, so, just ask him for a prophecy next time. So Did they prophesy, Guys, just ask him for prophecies. Okay. is Oh, yes, he's coming in so, in we'll Oh, Yeah, it's come yeah, come yeah. just, yeah, just yeah, oh, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah, so it, it, it really, and even now, I mean, if. Whoever was leading on a Sunday here got me to get up and ask me to prophesy. from, I, I'd still be like horrified at the thought. So. But you'd do it. But I'd do right? it. Yeah. You can do it and you I don't, know, oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. die in Germany, so I'd be all right if I. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i still be. I'd do it, but it's not something that I would necessarily volunteer to do from the front.
0: But it, it, tell you what, it works a muscle. Because like, I've, I've done it yeah. tons of times now when I travel and speak, oftentimes you go cross over people and like, well, I wasn't expecting it or thinking of it. And so you just yeah. go, all right. And you just start picking people. And most of the time, I point to someone and say, you, up you get. I'm just looking around to see who jumps out at me. But when, by the time they stand up, I have to have a word. Because you can't just stand there and be like, okay, Jesus, what do you have? Uh, okay, just bear with me. <laughs>
1: you
0: can't do that Like when there's 100, 200 people just staring at you. It's really awkward if you don't give them a prophetic word. And so I tell you what, you just start going, prophesying one after the other after the other. And you didn't think about it. You didn't. And so it makes it really easy to, like, you know, I don't need to go out of the room and come back in. You ask me for a proper word, I'll do it now. Um, now, right now, I don't feel like I have anything, but I know. I just start going and I've got something. Um, and so it's, it's amazing what happens when you push yourself out of that because when you get out of your comfort zone and you find out you can do it, when you come back into your comfort zone, you're like, well, I can definitely do it here. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah.
2: that's a, a huge thing. Yep. So just having a... And, and just remembering that actually, at the end of the day, it's you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, he's the senior partner. You know, like, he's the one with all the, the power and the, the wisdom and, and everything else that we need. He's got it. And so, so in one sense, it's not us... But it is us partnering with him, but he's the one that, that's got... So that's why when we don't feel like we can and we don't think this isn't going to work, this is only me, but when we step out, actually, we've got all of heaven back in us. I mean, like, God is actually there um, with us. So did you have any other thoughts from the conversation you had last night or any questions before we just dive into... No.
1: I think the thing that um, just talking about what you, you were saying it is so encouraging so much more encouraging for people when like you're in a situation that Phil and Paula are talking about because you're a guest speaker, foreigner somebody they don't know and you can stand up and say God really loves you or whatever it is and it has a much greater weight isn't it and it's just so encouraging so I think it, it's, it's really important to be willing because it just does so much for people to have a prophetic word from a guest speaker. If you know your local prof- prophesying person, you know comes up to you and says, you know, God thinks you're a great worship leader, and you know that they know that you're a worship leader. <laughs> yeah, it's encouraging. But if somebody from the outside comes in and says, I feel like God wants to encourage you in your worship leading, it, it has such a greater weight. And it's such a blessing for people, so it's quite easy to be a blessing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just a willingness. Yeah, but I think it's true when you are willing. I mean, it's the same, isn't it? You just think, Oh no, people come on, save you. I just my initial reaction is, Oh no, no, but why is it? Oh no, it's like, Why not? Oh yes, I can, and I think the more you get to. I can, I say, I really can, and um, it's yeah. such an easy way to bless somebody, mm-hmm. isn't it, and yeah. encourage them. And, and you never know, sometimes it's just one word, completely shifts something for them. And yeah. you might never know. You might never know. I mean, sometimes, I don't know whether Phil gets it, but I, I used to get it, you know, it would be a year later, you would go by, and somebody say, when you said that, this happened, and this happened, and you're thinking, oh, that was the worst. Meeting teaching I've ever done, but you you really don't know, and it's um it's just like giving of yourself and what you have freely, isn't it? It's
2: one of those freely gives. Mm-hmm. I remember, sure. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Now that has just reminded me. If I just may share a little testimony before. I, um, when I was in in Africa, um, I was staying at this guest house, and you always have a, a guard on the by the gate, and they sleep in this like little guard's house. Um, just for security purposes. Anyway, the, the guard, um, we got we got chatting to him a little bit. Um, and then one of the nights, um, there was no other guest in, so it was just me and my brother. So we invited the guard and the, the girl who did the cooking to eat a meal with us. So we had this meal and we got chatting to them. And then afterwards, um, they asked if we would pray just pray um so we started praying and then i had a prophetic word for the guy who's the security guard and he, when you talked about worship that just like reminded me of the story um i just really saw him writing songs and leading worship and, and being a, a great worship leader as it happens um so i i just prophesied that over him and he just looked to me like startled and then he says uh i i threw it away i used to be a worship leader but I threw it all away and i am like what what do you mean you threw it all away and it turns out he he'd gone and um got his girlfriend he, he and his girlfriend ended up having a baby and because of that he was thrown out of of been in a worship meeting um, and and essentially eventually the church as well so so he thought he'd thrown his salvation away he thought he'd thrown his gifts and and the the calling of God um, away, and he was just a security guard and didn't hadn't spoken to God since hadn't you know read his Bible hadn't done because he thought he'd thrown it away. And So I'm like looking at him and I said, "But God's just told me you're a worship leader. He didn't tell me all about the stuff you'd done wrong. He just told me this is who you are." Um, and um, when I saw him again, he was just completely changed. Like he, he was like so excited. He says, "I've been talking to God, and God's been speaking to me, and, and and reading my Bible again." And and I believe I've not seen him like in more recent years, but I think God's got like open doors for him and plans for him to, to come back. So, so you just don't know that that sort of simple. I think you're a worship leader. You've got a heart of worship just literally turned him back round to the point where he was able to accept God's love again and and um, move forward. And anyway, it's not hard, you know, like, just sharing that, just share what you get and it's radically changes people's lives. So, today, we're, we're looking at you, um, Phil's going to be talking, I think, about like, fathering the prophetic, how to, um, and that this, what I'm just going to say is kind of a Probably an introduction into that, um, because I just want to talk about wisdom and revelation, and I want to talk about how we need to marry wisdom and revelation together. Um, I mean, Ephesians one, verse seventeen, it says, "I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus." Christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better and it's just about allowing both revelation and wisdom to come together Um, so the definition of revelation it's having something that is previously unknown fact that has been disclosed to others so it's like something that just suddenly comes and it's something that you don't know you've not learnt, you've not read you've not been told by others but it just comes to you a revelation and the making known of something that is not that has previously been secret and and it's like a divine or supernatural disclosure from god to humans (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: yes do we need to go and raise the dead <laughs> um, and so so revelation is something that that comes from god to to us that we wouldn't know naturally which is basically a lot of what prophecy is words of knowledge for example, you know, like something, suddenly you just know something about someone that there is no way you could have known that. And then wisdom is having the experience, knowledge, and good judgment, and the quality of being wise, the ability to discern and judge what is true, right, or lasting, to have insight, common sense, and good judgment. so we want to have revelation from god that's what we're after that's where we you know we 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 have to have revelation because if we if we just have what we might consider wisdom if we rely only on our experience on our knowledge and good judgment then then we end up becoming a very legalistic Person, someone that relies only on rules and regulations in order to to proceed forward. But the problem is if we don't have revelation, uh, we're really (coughs) sorry, the frog arrived. If we if we only have what we can you know if we rely only on our own wisdom on our own knowledge, then we end up um, dead really. Let me just read Revelation three verse one to three, and this is part of the the letters that that God wrote to the different churches. It says to the angel of the church in Sardis, write these. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and what is about to die for. I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know what time I will come to you. Paul talks um, to Timothy about people who, who don't have revelation. He says it's like people who, who have in the form of godliness, but they're denying the power of God. It's just, just you're just dead. So revelation and the prophetic is just so vital to, to keeping alive. 2 Timothy 3 verse 5 to 10 says they are the kind of the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women. So these are people who who just literally rely on their own wisdom, rely on their own way of working out doctrine. They are loaded down with sins and swayed by all kinds of desires, always learning but never able to n- to come to a knowledge of the truth just as Jans and Jambres opposed Moses so these teachers oppose the truth they are men deprived minds who as far as faith is concerned are rejected but they will have no they will not get very far because as in the case of those men their folly will be clear to everyone you know you however know all about my teaching my way of life my faith purpose faith patience love and endurance so so Paul's talking to Timothy and he's saying look there's there's guys out there who who are just they're just going around teaching but they they haven't had revelation they're not they're they're not connected to to the rhema word of god and that they're teaching all this stuff but they're they're dead that they're just teaching doctrine that's like tying people down so so we need to have revelation otherwise we're just well dead okay and and it's, it's really quite sad, but, you know, like I've, I've seen lots of places where the focus has been merely on just knowledge, <laughs> which knowledge is good. Like, I'm, you know, come to that. But, but if you just focus on your own knowledge and you just focus on your own um, judgment, then you end up in a place that is, is dead and dry. We must have revelation from God on a regular basis. What is God saying today? What is his heart for myself? What is his heart for my family? What is his heart for my church? What is his heart? And we want revelation. But if we just focus on revelation, then we've got a problem as well. And, and I've seen both sides of the coin. So I've seen people who, who have like, who are just dead and the churches are just like, dead and <laughs> boring and legalistic and there's no life. Um, but I've also seen people get so like caught up with revelation that they've gone completely off on tangents that where they've just missed missed stuff and they've, they've gone in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11-16 Paul says this so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists pastors and teachers to equip the people for works of service so that the body of Christ will be built up we reach the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we grow to become in every respect mature in him who is the head that is christ for in him the whole body joined together may every supporting ligament grow and builds itself up in love as each one does its work so having wisdom and revelation they need we need to have both together because if we just have revelation without without a sound understanding of what the bible says then we can just go off on really crazy tangents um and and you you know there's been stories where where people have got like without having their own understanding of the bible they've gone and listened to to one man who's got like a crazy revelation or whatever and and there has been I mean there was that was it Waco? was maybe the the most like dramatic example of that, but a, a whole bunch of people ended up um, mass on a mass suicide they all killed themselves because they were listening to this guy who told them they, that he had this revelation from God and and it, he wasn 't rooted and grounded in the word of God and, and and so he managed to then persuade all these people who thought he had this made revelation. And they all followed him because they didn't have a grounding in doctrine. They didn't have a grounding in, in the Bible. They weren't looking to see what God was saying themselves. And they all ended up um, committing suicide. And was there it, it was, it was hundreds of them, wasn't there? I it was yeah. really the most dramatic, like crazy example um, of where things can go wrong if there is no wisdom, if there isn't someone or, or a group, you know, if we are not checking things out in the bible god what are you saying about this you know i've just heard a sermon on whatever checking it out and and working together and studying together and talking things through together and having wisdom marry the revelations that are coming along So, because wisdom then um, is there to help us discern whether the revelation we've got is correct. And it also, it helps us to say, okay, we've got this revelation. How do we apply it? What do we do um, with it? And so so that's basically my introduction to, I think, what the day is going to be about, um, is we need... Both the revelation of God and then the wisdom um, and knowledge, um, from, which comes, they both come from Him actually, um, but allow the two to come together so that we can move forward. Any thoughts, questions, points?
0: Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www. Dot i-destiny.org.uk.